Hi, this is Karen with the Woman Inspired Podcast, and I'm the woman who's inspired. Hopefully, I will inspire you as well. Very glad you joined me. I'm happy to be here, and I wanted to share with you today some of my recent favorite questions and comments so far in 2023. I actually don't think I've done an episode this year yet with questions and comments, so I'm happy to share with you all what I'm hearing from listeners some a little crazy and others more meaningful. No offense to anyone. Um, but I appreciate all the feedback. Well, most of it, but I do appreciate that you took the time to offer it anyhow. But let's start off today's podcast with a few pod quotes as usual. And I wanted to share these with you because they hit home with me in this season of my life. The first one is a quote by, I have no idea who it's by, so I don't know why I set it up like that. But Here it is. If ever you're angry, just stop. Say the word bubbles. There's almost no angry way to say bubbles. (laughs) I just like that. I think this applies with my, uh, also with my favorite Sesame Street character from long ago. Haven't watched in years, so don't come at me about what's wrong with Sesame Street. I don't know. It's not in my life. I have fond memories. I don't want to mess up. However, not only can you say the word bubbles and not be able to get angry during it. I guess unless you were assaulted by some bubbles that changes the whole thing. But anyway, snuffleupagus, it's really difficult to say snuffleupagus and be angry at the same time. Some people can't even say snuffleupagus. So it might just totally derail your whole anger moment, right? And here's another uh, quote that I love. It just makes me happy to hear it. People say nothing is impossible but I do nothing every day quite successfully. (laughs) Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one too. Let's start right in though with the first listener comment and question. This listener says, you seem so so lighthearted when sharing about other people making negative comments to you or when you've had negative interactions with people in stores you seem so calm in your stories. Is that really how you react? Don't you get ticked off? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have to laugh at this question. No offense, LD, whomever you are. When I'm relating a story in a podcast, it's typically well after the fact, you you know, after the event and the incident has happened. It's not usually fresh. I mean, sometimes it's pretty fresh, maybe a week or two, but not usually I never know when or what I'm going to be prompted to share on this podcast from one week to the next. So I might get a wave of inspiration that tells me that I should share something about an issue or an incident that affected me 10 years ago. So believe me, just like everyone else, when I'm right in the midst of a situation, I do get angry. Now, do I fly off the handle? Not sure if perhaps that was more what you're getting at anyhow, is do I fly off the handle? But if that's part of your question, the answer is no, I don't. I'm a pretty calm individual. I didn't used to be many years ago, but but even when then I was more emotional and passionate than angry. I'm much more likely to cry in a situation if I'm angry or stressed than to yell or go off and have a meltdown. But as I've gotten older, I just, I rarely do either one. Not never, just rarely. Most of my friends tell me I am the calmest, most chill person they know on a daily basis, baseless, on a daily basis, let alone when it comes to stress or dealing with a difficult situation or difficult people. 
And I'm thankful for that because honestly, the few times I've truly gotten seething, angry, and lost my temper, I scared myself. That scares me. So I think we all have the potential to be emotionally destructive to ourselves and to other people if we don't keep our anger in check. Uh, and one way, you know, one thing that happens when we keep it unchecked and we allow it just to have free reign is us losing it, right? Ephesians 4.26 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And let me tell you, this is such wise advice straight from the Bible. Because when we hold on to anger, it can have toxic effects on us, on our mind, uh, the body, relationships, a relationship with God. Years ago, I had some extreme anger for a brief period of time towards somebody who was affecting my life in an unbelievably negative and destructive way. And there wasn't anything I could do about the situation because this person was someone from my husband's past. So the times I got angry and I just, I just let it build up inside me rather than letting it go in some healthy form or fashion had a huge negative effect on everything in my life, everything. So yes, I get angry and upset, but that's okay. We're allowed feelings and it's healthy to feel them and get them out. And no, I'm not perfect. Things do get to me, but I work hard to release them through praying them out. Because if I don't, I become a basket case and I cry a lot. And I also become weak and vulnerable to Satan's attacks that way. Okay. I have a question here from, I'm guessing we're saying Rena W, not W. There's no W in Rena. What am I saying? Oh boy. Rena, R-H-E-N-A. She says, what do you think of divorce? Well, Rena, I think divorce is horrible. Thank you for asking. Next question. <laughs> Sorry. No. Divorce is difficult. It's a difficult thing to go through, to witness people you love going through it. And I say that from personal experience. I would say that really very few people in our culture today set out to marry only to have the attitude, oh, I can't wait to get divorced. I mean, it's truth. Unless they're raised in a household with serious religious and societal traditions that mandate they have to participate in arranged marriages, most people don't enter marriage with divorce as an out. And and even then, you know, you would think people who have an arranged marriage, they can't wait to get out. But probably their strict traditions in arranged marriages don't condone divorce either. So that tradition happens more in other cultures than in the one I live in. But my point being, no one pursues divorce unless one party or another has serious doubts or a lack of trust or, or, or love and, and or hurt and pain has happened that can't be overcome. So, or they're in a marriage that is destructive and dangerous. So sadly that happens. I would be a total hypocrite if I said no one could get divorced. And if you do, you're going to hell because first of all, it doesn't say that in the Bible. And I have been married and divorced and I'm in my second marriage. So we have been married for over 20 years and it's not been easy peasy <laughs> by no means. Although I'm extremely thankful that we've stuck it out and we worked through things that I didn't think we would ever be able to work through. We've both grown and, and marriage can be difficult at times, but the main thing that helped us is our faith and growing in our relationship with the Lord individually and together, you know, keeping God in the middle of every single thing, period. That's it. 
That's what, that's what did it for us. So that's been the key. When I was married before and got divorced, I was shocked that we got to this point of divorce. I never would have thought that ever. I never saw it coming. No one actually would have ever thought the two of us would be separated and divorce. I was happy, very happy for several years. But the thing is, sometimes you discover things about a spouse, you know, things that they say and do that they can't take back or that you cannot condone or live with. That doesn't mean you can't forgive them, but you know in your heart that it's not a good thing and it's not something they will correct or be sorry for and or and they won't admit to it or, or walk away from it. And if it's not of God, then sometimes I believe you have to walk away. If it's not godly and there's a serious issue there that that other person lied about or, or doesn't want to take responsibility for, then those sins that they hold are in the middle of your marriage. And, and according to every reference I've studied, you're allowed to have a biblical standing at that point to divorce. But here's the thing, Rena. I'm not a pastor. I'm not your preacher or a Christian counselor to you. So anyone who finds themselves in that position can only make that decision for themselves. It's between them and God. So I do have this suggestion though, before anyone makes, whether it's Rena or you're just asking for someone else, whatever it is, or you're just asking my opinion, whatever the case may be, seek God first. Second of all, all seek safe, confidential, trustworthy, unbiased Christian guidance from a counselor, a coach, a therapist, a pastor, and pray some more. So no matter what your beliefs are or aren't, whether you've been married or not, once or more times, just don't judge other people. I'm not saying that you were doing this and asking this question, but I do know so many people who judge others without knowing the why and the how of their divorce or their marriage. And that is totally between them and God, not for us to judge. All right, here we go, friends and listeners. Here are some rapid fire questions. I'm just going to go right through several of these in a row. Ready? Karen, how old are you? Well, as I record this, I'm 55 years old, happily, soon to be 56, God willing. Are you tall? You sound tall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this cracked me up. Um, I'm not sure how someone sounds tall or short, but no, I'm not tall. Tall. I'm not tall. Does this sound tall? <laughs> Do I sound tall now? <laughs> Do I sound small now? <laughs> I, I'm I'm just an average person, <laughs> average sized person. <laughs> this is someone who apparently uh, making this comment has not heard me talk about how crazy big my feet are and that I got robbed because I have the, the feet, the hands and bone structure of someone who clearly should be six foot two and I am not six foot two. All right. So how many podcast platforms is your show available on and where can I find a list? Good question. I can count off the top of my head about 10 platforms for sure. And most of those have an app for them. Where is there a list? You got me. <laughs> I mean, I have a list within my Podbean account of where they disseminate it to, but that isn't totally accurate because once a podcast is out there on the World Wide Web, anyone can pick up the RSS feed and repost it. In fact, I saw the other day where my podcast was on some other lesser known podcast platform, which is great. Thank you, by the way. Um, so the more it's out, the better, but I wasn't aware of it being out there till I saw it in that moment. And I've seen it in several other places too, where Podbean doesn't automatically disseminate it too. So 
a full list? I have no idea. Best thing to do is to just use whatever podcast platform or program or app that you like the best and search for the woman inspired podcast. You got to put the, the in the front. Otherwise you come up with every version of woman, women, lady inspired, inspired women, um, influenced women. It's the woman inspired podcast. And there you go. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast about gardening? Hmm. No. All right. Do you only speak at women's events? Well, I speak everywhere I am every day. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Sarcasm. It's, it's reeking from me today. All right. I mostly speak at women's conferences and retreats, but I have spoken on a few Sunday mornings at different churches that have invited me uh, to their entire congregation. I've also spoken spoken many times to different youth groups, uh, to a group of newly ordained pastors at a conference, they men and women alike in the in this group of people. And I've spoken to several different groups of men and women alike and people of all different ages via online sources on the internet. So why do you like quotes so much? Um, because I do. Uh <laughs> That's an odd question, I think. Um, no offense, but I like to share quotes because I want to share with you all things that I've read or heard that hit me where and when I needed them to. You know, words that stopped me in my tracks or lifted me up or made me laugh or smile or just plain provoke deep thought in me. I can't come up with that many thought-provoking, amazing words all by myself. <laughs> so I have to share things that other people have said. And, and why would I even try when there is such a wealth of amazing quotes and brilliant things that people who came before me have already said? I love sharing that. Uh, they left a legacy in those words, and I think it's important to share those things. So how many children do you have? All right. When I get questions like this, I feel apprehensive to answer them because I'm pretty much open about my life and, and how I think and feel and little scenarios in my life and experiences and things I've witnessed. I'm pretty open on this podcast and when I get up and speak to crowds and, and, and anything I write, but some, you know, precise pointed questions like this remind me of security questions you have from the bank or a website, you know, where they say, what's your mother's maiden last name? Where was your father born? How many children do you have? What is the first car that you ever purchased so that you can get into an account or retrieve a password? So I, I wonder if I'm giving away too much information if I answer questions like this. Is there someone out there on the dark web with my other info, you know, just needing to fill in the blanks and get my security words? Sounds suspicious, don't I? Well, I am. Um, thank you, World, World Wide Web of Lies. Um, I am suspicious <laughs> and wary of things like this. So my answer to the question, how many children do I have, is just enough. That's my answer. Some days it feels like less than I should have, and other days it feels like too many children. Um, I think every mom in the world can relate to that sentence. So there's my answer. Okay, this question is from BB. How many times have you read the Bible in chronological order? Well, 
I have never read it in chronological order before. I learned years ago to read it as I study it. That's what works well for me. And a lot of theologians and most Bible teachers don't teach it in chronological order. And when I started reading the Old Testament years ago, I just opened at Genesis and I kept reading. Um, Then when I got to the New Testament, I read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then I think I skipped to first and second Corinthians. And then I went back and read uh, Psalms and Proverbs. And then I went from there. So I know there are chronological Bibles out there that put it all in a format, you know, of what happened sequentially over time in history. And some people swear by it that way and, and love reading it that way. Others don't. So I haven't done that yet, but I think at some point I would like to, my husband's read it that way. Um, I haven't done that bit yet though. So I think for many people who don't know the, don't know the Bible very well, um, the most important thing to do is to jump right into the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the first place you should go. So how many of you have read the Bible that way in chronological order? Or I'm wondering how many of you have even read the entire Bible? That's my question for you. If you have ever asked this, have you ever been got, I can't even talk. Have you, has anyone ever asked you that question? Ooh, ta-da, there it is. Has anyone ever asked you if you've read the whole Bible? I'm wondering if you haven't read the whole Bible, don't worry. Don't stress about it. I just like to say here that the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, is the most important thing. I mean, the Bible is invaluable. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And we should read it. But if you haven't read it or you haven't read the entire thing, it makes you no less or no more a Christian than someone who's read the entire Bible front to back 20 times. Because it's about your faith in God, your acceptance and following of Jesus Christ. And then all the rest will come. I mean, yeah, you have to put effort into it. But I will say, if you do not want to be deceived in this world, you need to read the Bible. If you don't want to wonder who you are and who God is to you, you need to read the Bible. If you want to know that you're loved and accepted and not alone, that you're forgiven and that you're made for a purpose and given eternal life, then you do need to read the Bible. Okay, here is a comment from someone with the initials T.S. I like your podcast and listen to it regularly, but sometimes you talk fast. Other times you talk slow. I never know what to expect. Well, T.S., so glad that I can keep you on your toes. <laughs> um, I can see some validity in what you're saying. I know this about myself. I tend to talk faster when I'm excited about what I'm saying. Like if we were talking about going on vacation, which I'm going to do soon and how I'm really looking forward to it, I might talk really fast. And then the longer I talk about it, the more excited I get. And then I talk even faster because I'm going on vacation and I'm so looking forward to it. But then if I were talking about addressing your comment, I might be a little slower to respond because, frankly, it doesn't excite me. Because, well, it seems inconsequential to me. (laughs) Really, I think speaking at different rates is fairly normal to life. I do tend to talk fast, but there are times when I'm extremely tired. And I think you can hear that in my voice. All right. Here's a question I got from several different people. 
what's the deal with accessmore.com? Well, let me just say, some people were less friendly about it than that. So I am paraphrasing that question. Let me just address it this way. Accessmore.com used to help sponsor this show. They no longer do. That was a sponsorship I had for being part of Spark Media Network. But Accessmore and Spark are not bedfellows, so to speak, any longer. Not for bad reasons. It's just because their contract period ended. So I don't have Accessmore sponsorship anymore. I'm looking for a sponsor. If you all know anyone interested in spending a few dollars every month to help sponsor a Christian podcast, this one. <laughs> but yes, to those who have commented on it, access more commercials drove me crazy too. They didn't change the info and the content of the commercial for an entire year, a full year. Same info. I could have downloaded their pre-recorded commercial that they did uh, for the promo to add to the beginning of my podcast, but then it still would have been the same exact thing every single week. At least I tried to shake it up a bit and word it a little bit differently each week while I gave out the relevant information about Access More. So there's that. And no, my podcast is not on accessmore.com's platform as someone, more than one person pointed out. That's another thing I didn't like about promoting them because they are a great place to find podcasts, no doubt. Very true but it's a paid platform. So if you have enough money, you can place your podcast on that platform and on that app. But if not, it's a no-go. And I look at it this way. As I said earlier, this podcast is on many, many other platforms and apps. I don't have to pay for that. So it's all good. All right. I will say, I do hope to have another sponsor to help pay for this podcast. And so there is a good chance that you listeners will be hearing more promos at the beginning or at the end of each episode. But no worries, they'll only be like 20 seconds each and I'm going to do my best to shake it up so you don't have to hear the same thing every single time because that drives me crazy when I'm listening to somebody's podcast too. All right, one more question slash comment. This one is from Megan. What book are you currently reading? Well, Megan, I am reading a few different books because I read more than one at a time. I usually read a nonfiction book, something spiritually like self-help book and a fiction book all at the same time, or a Bible study book, a nonfiction and a fiction. So right now I'm reading this book called The Anna Anointing by Michelle McLean. Small book, very powerful. It's called The Anna Anointing. All right. I'm also reading a nonfiction book by Loana Blackwell called Measures of Grace. It's book two in a series. I love Loana Blackwell. I love the way she writes. The imagery, it's just beautiful. No bones about it, about the, the faith-based fiction. That's what it is. It's historical faith-based fiction. Love it, love it. All right, when I'm done reading the Anna Anointing, I'm getting ready to start reading The Hem of His Garment by Michelle Bengston. It's Dr. Michelle Bengston, B-E-N-G-S-T-O-N, amazing woman who is a neuropsychologist. She has several award-winning books out and she is a cancer survivor and she's had a lot of physical pain in her life. I've met her on Zoom a few different times. Um, you know, we chit chat occasionally here and there on uh, social media and I watch her videos when she posts them. Um, this book is about dealing with the emotional and spiritual as aspects of chronic pain and sickness and applying the word of God and his truth to those experiences. I am 
greatly looking forward to reading it for sure. And just a, a little bug in your ear. I have just finished writing a book. It will come out in October. It's called Woman Stand Firm, Armor Up in the Battle for Your Identity. I'll have more info about that in the future on my website, womaninspired.com, as well as on this podcast. And I'll be posting info about it on social media. Thank you so much for those of you who sent in those questions and comments of all kinds <laughs> and for listening faithfully. And of course, a big welcome to anyone who is a new listener. Your likes, follows, downloads, and shares of this podcast are greatly appreciated and they are a blessing to me. I hope this podcast can become a blessing to you. I appreciate you tuning into this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Until next week, I pray you stay open to whatever blessings that God has for you. And if you find yourself stressed, hurt, or angry, just stop, pray, and then say, Snuffleupagus loves bubbles. Snuffleupagus loves bubbles. Snuffleupagus loves bubbles. <laughs>